Hello, welcome to episode 90 of the Worldwide Chelsea podcast. It's your host, Matt, back again. Um, and it's been an interesting day, um, a match that none of us really expected to be 120 minutes, but it's Chelsea for you. It's an early kickoff. You know what we're like with early kickoffs, and you know what we're like with giving a bit of charity out. So we gave it in the first half, clawed it back in the second. Uh, and extra time, nearly gave it away at the end if it wasn't for a great goalkeeper. But we have got the win. We are into the next round, unlike some other rivals that played last night and lost out on penalties. Um, just saying, Kepper, one out of one penalty save. Dean Henderson, zero out of eight. But there you go. Um, we will get to that later on. But first, to um, announce my co-host, as usual, Jesters, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, you know, fairly annoyed to have to get up so early in the morning to to watch such a, a crap match. But, you know, I'm looking around at these scores from these FA Cup games, and I'm thinking that, you know, these these teams have been playing for the last two weeks, and the Premier League teams haven't. And I think it's making a difference. I'm watching Southampton Coventry right now, and it's 1-1. And I think uh, Kitty Minster almost beat West Ham today. And actually their their equalized or their winning goal would have been ruled out with VAR. Uh, but there was no VAR because they they were in a, an away stadium. So I think that has a little bit to do with the fact that when you're playing, you know, regularly, you're you're a little bit sharper than than maybe the uh, rest of the teams are, but uh, we were god awful. It's I guess it it's not an excuse but maybe if if you want to give them something to grasp onto, we haven't played in two weeks. Yeah, I I I, I get that argument a little bit, but I just find it hard that one minute we were complaining that we were playing too many games, and the next minute we're complaining about we haven't played for two weeks. So I I just find that's a bit contradictory. I think the FA Cup it's always it's always a tournament that you get all these upsets. Um, as we, as you mentioned, the West Ham one. West Ham were very lucky, squeaky bum time uh, in both their goals. Um, and I feel really sorry for Kidderminster because obviously National League North, that's the sixth division of English football. So they, they, they got to get as far as this and to take West Ham all the way. That's fair play to them. Um, and I will, I'll give, I will give them dues. Uh, Plymouth today, they did play quite. They did play. Quite pretty good um quite resolute goalkeeper was uh i thought very good um and credit to them for taking us to 120 minutes but it was partially because we were poor um before we get into the game and specifically the start and night start off with we'll just go down this little stats breakdown of the 120 minutes so we had 72 percent possession against plymouth's 28 a total of 41 shots with 11 on target compared to uh, Plymouth's 11 shots with five on target. Uh, we had 20 corners, none of them successful, compared to Plymouth's five. Seven offsides, four big chances, two big chances missed. Hit the woodwork three times. Um, we had a part. We had seven, 768 passes with 86% accuracy compared to Plymouth's 305 and 59%. Um, we won 64 jewels compared to their 54, won 30 uh, aerial jewels compared to their 19. 
um, and made 17 tackles compared to 16. So to that, it's you'd say we were the dominant team, but in some of them stats, there really wasn't too much between the two. And at times, obviously, we were all over them, but at times, just as we were kind of playing like for like with them, weren't we? Yeah, look, it, it, if you look at those stats, it has all of, uh, uh, let's say Man City has those same stats. What do you think the scoreline is going to be? I'm thinking six or seven nil. Yeah. And, you know, Liverpool at full strength having that same, because uh, we were, we were, other than Tiago Silva and Pulisic and those who are out injured, at full strength. So, Liverpool at full strength against Plymouth Argyle, probably six or seven nil. Us two one, and it's two fullbacks that score. So stats are great. They're, those are some wonderful, awesome looking stats. Two one, and it took us one hundred twenty minutes. Yeah, it, it's just embarrassing to have that them kind of stats. I know there was we had the three that hit the woodwork, and they, they had quite a few shots blocked, but still. We, as you said, we had a full strength team, and it took Kepa to save a penalty for us not to go to penalties. If we're going to be real, that's not good. No matter what, what tiredness or not playing a lot of games, that's not acceptable, really. And I thought, really, it you can come up, you can come down to uh, a positional group of the, the you know. Of course, you had Hakim Ziyech, who was brilliant in this game, uh, man of the match. Um, probably the best game I've seen from a Chelsea player this year without any goal contributions. No goals, no assists, but just was he just he did everything. So uh, exceptional from him. Mount was good today. You know, I, I guess this is the Mount that Johnny sees every game. <laughs> um <laughs> Even though it that's not what happens, but Mount was very, very good. Hopefully, he just has a niggle and there's nothing. There's no muscular injury because we do need him. Um, but there were some some players that just didn't look like they they should be playing for Chelsea Football Club anymore. One of them came out of the academy. One of them we paid a hundred million pounds for. You can say that one of them. Because we didn't pay a hundred million pounds for, um, you you give him this, you you know he's he's not as bad, but that's not true. He's just as bad. Um, uh, 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 you know, Malang Sar, everybody was on the oh yeah, we got Sar, yay, we can play Sar, but he's very limited in what he can do. Um, he's he he's got no offensive output going forward. Uh, and he just looks so awkward sometimes trying to clear balls. It's like I'm waiting for him to to, to clear a ball and slice it backwards and, and have an own goal. That's how bad it is sometimes. Um, so I thought he was poor. Uh, Jorginho, he's not a six. Uh, so that's why we play back five again. But it, it just, you know, it, it gets tiring after a while. It's, it shouldn't be hard to be a fan. It should be easy and enjoyable. Right now, Chelsea are making it damn hard to be a fan. Yeah, it's uh, there's many different players that are frustrating for different reasons, and it's it is frustrating. Um, it just it, yeah, as you said, it's hard to watch some of these games and 
um, enjoy it so much. Um, but we'll, we'll get into kind of some more individual players in detail. Um, first, we'll start off with the starting lineup. What did you think of the starting lineup? Because I, I looked at it and thought, bloody hell, why are we so strong against Plymouth? I didn't. I, I, I fully expected it because we hadn't played a game in two weeks. So why not go out strong? They, these these players need to. Yeah, the rest is great. Two weeks off, we got the rest, but you have to get back to, to sharpness now. They needed the game as bad as they played. We needed, you know. There's players on the pitch that, I guess you say, really didn't have a game because they were so bad. But they they needed this time to get back in the rhythm, and uh, yeah. So I I was fine with the starting lineup. If we've been calling for consistency in our starting lineup, we got that again. Um, other than Thiago Silva, what's different from the last time we played in this formation? Yeah, I, actually, I, mean, I, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't when I when I was say I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised that it was oh, so strong. Okay. I thought it was. I looked at it and thought, wow. With with, I, I didn't think we'd take it as seriously. I thought, I, I what I expected was kind of you'd have. A play, some players that would play the first half and then some players would come on and then you'd eat. I thought that was the way they'd ease them into it in terms of the uh, for the Club World Cup. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, I thought like a Bettinelli would play um, instead of a Kepa um, just to save him for the Club World Cup because obviously Mendy, I don't know whether Mendy will go or not because obviously if he wins it, I don't know whether there's going to be some celebrations or that in Senegal itself, so I don't know whether we'll get him straight away back. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I was surprised that it was as big a team, uh, as full a team. Um, it's nice to see that we, we would take it seriously in terms of the competition. I always get a bit annoyed when there's too much uh, random teams, like playing people like Barkley, because it just shows sometimes you don't care about the competition. But it was nice to see that we actually cared about it. Unfortunately, then players play, most of them played like Barkley. We might as well have had Ross Barkley on the pitch, the way some of them played. Um, but we will get into that. We'll, 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 we'll be positive. We'll start in with the positive players first. And the player I'm going to spurt, first start with is the man that saved the penalty, um, that kept us from going to penalties itself, Kepa. Um, Jess, what did you think of Kepa's performance today? I can't fault him for anything. Um, I guess some, you could say maybe he could have come out for that the 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 goal you know just catch the penalty in the air or kept catch the cross in the air yes and no um i guess maybe but you know once it took the touch off the player's head it nothing he could do about it he was great you know he Everybody says, well, Mindy's pretty good with the ball at his feet. And then you watch Keppa with the ball at his feet, and you're like, Mindy really isn't that good with the ball at his feet comparatively. And not to say he's bad, but comparative to Keppa, Keppa is a, a level above with, with that. You know, he could have had an assist today. And, you know, he, he's always, he always puts the ball with the right pace on it. So, yeah, I can't say anything bad about Keppa. Uh, other than than Hakim Ziyech, probably the best player on the pitch since since he saved us the game, and that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I know there's some 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 Mount fans out there. Hold your horses. Kepa actually did something to save the game, win the game for us, not let it to go to penalties. So that's why I say, 
yeah, besides Hakim Ziyech, then then he would be the guy that I'd look to as hey, saved our bacon. Yeah, definitely. I think it's I, I do agree with you the guy. I think really, if I'm honest, I can understand people's point that maybe he'd come out initially for it and he'd come out straight away for it. But at the same time, I think as a goalkeeper, you'd expect your six foot three striker to get your head on the ball as well. So I can understand why Kepa may not have come out so hastily for it. And then, as you said, once he's once the uh, Plymouth player's got the head on the ball, he's not going to save it. But again, fantastic. I, 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 the penalty wasn't the best penalty in the world, but guessed the right way, saved it. Um, he saved a number of penalties now to keep us in competitions, to win us competitions. Um, and what I was saying on Sadiq's channel is, what a, it's quite a good redemption story that he's had. He's gone from coming in for 72 million, playing okay in the first season, then dropping stinkers after stinkers um, in Lampard's season, um, being abused by people on Twitter, getting absolute hate by everyone in the fan base, even rival fans. Um, and then he's come in, he's kept his head down, not complained too much, come on when he has, and really, this season, has he done anything that's dramatically wrong? Um, and we all would say and argue is for what the performances he's doing and the trophies he's winning for us in the last 12 months, is he paying back his 72 million finally? Well, I, I think that's something you can ask an Arsenal fan. How much would you pay for a Europa League and a Champions League? Yeah, 72 million sounds fair, right? I mean, they do have a, somebody that was that much and hasn't won a Europa League and Champions League. So let's take it back to one of our uh, London rivals. Arsenal fans, if you're listening, how much would you pay for Europa and a Champions League trophy? Kepa has, has both of those. So, hey, I'm calling it debt paid. Exactly. I mean, you look, you look at the story, I think it's a great, it's a great little story and I'm, 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 this is the only positive I'm going to make to a certain striker. Um, if you want to look at and actually redeem yourself at a football club, look at how Kepa's done it. And that is the way you do it. Um, not the way that the, that certain person is doing it now. Um, but yeah, do you, do you think Kepa's redeemed himself in the eyes of the fans now? Well, I, I don't want to try to read people's minds or their thoughts. So some people will always be negative towards him, no matter what he does. But for me, I can only speak for me. For me, he, he can leave Chelsea with his head high, knowing that he's won both European competitions. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say probably the best uh, goalkeeper for penalties in the world right now. I, you know, I can't think of anybody I'd rather have between the sticks on the penalty shootout right now than Keppa. So everybody wants to focus on what he's not, focus on what he is. And what he is, is a very, very good keeper. Uh, and unfortunate that his price tag has caused him all these problems. But he, did, he you know, he didn't ask to cost that much. <clears throat> and we can we can blame that snake for that. 
So for me, you know, debt paid, whatever happens to him in the future, he can hold his head up, head, head up high, because I'm guessing maybe Czech is the only Chelsea goalkeeper with both European uh, trophies. And I might be wrong on that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, don't, I can't remember whether he was here at 2013. Yeah, I think he was still here. He might have still been here at that point. Um, so I think, yeah, he does have both. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think my my thing with Kepler is I'll never forgive him completely for that incident in the Carabao Cup final. Um, I think things like that with me, no matter who you are, whether you're Alonso, Stropping off on the bus at half time against West Brom, Kepa with the substitution thing, Lukaku with the interview. There's always going to be some little bit that I can't forgive you for that. Um, I can forget, but I can't forgive. Um, but I, it doesn't stop me from saying that he is a fa- he's, he's playing fantastic now and he deserves to be in the squad and he is a good player. Um, it's just he would never be my top, top player because of that. But he's he's yeah, I think he's. I, I personally think for the majority of the proper fan base, you've got obviously the trolls that are always trolling, but obviously Twitter, you can't, some people on Twitter, you can't take too seriously. Um, but I think the majority of the fan base have now turned, and I think as a, as a good second choice goalkeeper, I think everyone's very much happy with Kepa. And I do agree with you. I don't think there is any um, goalkeeper around right now that is better at doing penalties than Kepa. Um, I think he's been fantastic. I'd argue, yeah, second in terms of man of match. I think that handily goes to Ziyech, uh, who we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, Kepa's been fantastic um, for this uh, this season um, and generally under Tuchel, um, which is happy to see after what happened before. Um, the next and probably only other positive in the team, um, apart from the guy that scored the goal, um, Hakim Ziyech. Um, as you said, Jester's, Probably, probably, I do agree with you. The probably the best performance I've seen from someone that hasn't scored or assisted. Um, arguably, if it wasn't for certain uh, Cobham players and certain uh, Belgian players, probably would have got an assist, didn't he? Yeah, um, and this is the thing I was hammering on. Um, if, and I know people hate when I do this, if Christian Pulisic is playing left wing today. We, we bury that game in the first half because whatever you think of Christian Pulisic, whether you like him, you hate him, you think he's not good enough, he's got biscuit legs, whatever your, 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 your take is, the one thing he does do and he does on a consistent basis is make near post and far post runs. And, and when you're playing with Hakim Ziyech in space, you make those runs, he's going to find you. Or at one point in time, your, your link-up's going to be there. He played, I want to say, four or five balls to the back post in the first half. Callum Hudson-Odoi made, it, made that run once and almost scored. Although, you know, he should have scored. But uh, that's the only time he made that run. And it was there every time. And you could see Ziyech getting frustrated that I'm making these, these passes. Why, are, why isn't anybody making the runs? And then he got tired of making the passes and just started shooting. And, and so I don't blame him. You can only make those passes so, so many times. 
and then say, you know, screw it. If they're not going to make the runs, why am I making the passes? And, um, you know, everybody's going to say, well, you wanted Hakim Ziyech to leave. I didn't want this Hakim Ziyech to leave. I wanted the other Hakim Ziyech to leave. You know, the one that was paying like crap? This guy is, is not the same dude. I mean, everybody says it's the position. Maybe it's they now fully over his shoulder thing. Okay, fine, whatever. But right now, he's he's our best attacking player. Um, that's that gets played consistently. I'll say that as a as because I think that we have other talent that doesn't get utilized correctly. Because you know, I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, he was brilliant. I, you know, I started seeing that guy that we saw play against us when he was at Ajax. That's the kind of guy that's starting to show up. And if he plays like this, I'm fine playing him, starting him every game. Definitely. But he's got to play like this consistently. And, and you know, maybe this position is getting the best out of him. But in contrast to the other two attacking players he was playing with, I mean, it looked like he was the uh, the pro ballers playing with the two two academy players, and I'm talking about fifteen year olds on the day. Mate, you could you could say that it was like Ziyech playing with kids from Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, that or maybe you know playing with uh, what uh, who what is Kitty Minster? What sixth? In yeah, the sixth division. Sixth he was playing division. with the sixth division uh, players up front today, and and that's slating them. Yeah, I mean, I I I kind of always said, I, I've kind of always been on the same path as you with the Ziyech kind of thing. I wanted him to leave before, purely because I didn't think we'd ever get back to a back wall formation, particularly like in the way we're playing it now. Um, so I thought if we're going to play this back five um, or back three the whole time and play inside forwards, there's no point of having Hakan Ziyech because that's not his position. Doesn't like it. It's not suited to him. And it's just play. It's trying to put uh, round pegs and square holes. Um, so, but now we are going to play this. And I, I did, I, this is what I, when I've said, if we do play a back four, I, you, I expect Ziyech to do better. And He's proven it at the moment. Obviously, it is two games. I'm not going to hype this up too much. I want to see this consistently. If you do see it consistently, you're going to be the first name on the team sheet in the attacking lineup because no one else is consistently doing it. But I also think, as you said, someone like a Pulisic may thrive again in this back four. In this back four. Um, someone like a Mount back in his more number eight, number ten position will thrive in this back four. Um, and other players will, but unfortunately, we just don't have the number six for that, which I'll get to a little bit in our transfer review. Um, it's coming up, guys. So stay tuned uh, later in the episode. Um, but yeah, I think Hakim Ziyech, I think I saw on one of the stat um, player ratings, he got a 9.1 without scoring a goal and assist. That's how, that shows how well he played. Um, and yeah, he was spamming them crosses in and they were beautiful you can't say there were a cross that was too much away from a player or too short, because sometimes that happens. But they were all pitch perfect, and neither one of Callum or Romelu could get onto them. And I do agree with you with the Pulisic thing. I, when you were saying that, all I could just remember in my head was Aston Villa post-lockdown when he scored the goal to win the match when we were 1-1. Um, 
uh, he come at the back post. Um, and we know when Pulisic is at his best, he will do them type of runs. So I, my my argument with Pulisic is I just want to see him in a couple of games at left wing. Nothing more. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really want him to play all the time. I don't want him to get free roam. I just want what the I just want what the Kalamudsen of Doy fans were saying for so long um, to play him in that position. Just a couple of games, and if he doesn't play well, then fair enough. He hasn't taken his chance then we'll move on to someone else. And if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. I'm not going to moan. But there you go. Um, it is what it is. Um, I I don't know whether he'll be here at the end of summer, but we'll, we'll have to just see and wait to see how that goes. Um, do, you think he, do you think he'll be at the end of summer? Um, no, I don't. I, I Actually, let me rephrase that. I hope he is not. Um. I think he will be, but I hope he's not. Um, because I, I guess I have a little bias because I want him playing at his best for the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup. I think everybody's that way with their country. Home country, they want their players playing at the best going into that, to give them the best chance. Not that I think we're going to go past the knockout stages. Uh, I think we'll, we could get out of the uh, group stages, but we're not going to go very far after that. Uh, and I want him playing at his best. And if he has shown, if you play him on the left wing and you just play him out there consistently, he's going to score goals for you. Um, and it's just, it's just, you just have to do it and have faith. I mean, who else are you going to play there? Let, let's see who else you're going to play at left wing. Callum Hudson will do it. Sorry, you've had your run, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to hype up every time you do something you're supposed to do. You've done nothing special in all your runs of games, and I know you only have a, a year of, of Premier League time, as, as the stats show, but you've been here for four years. You're not better than... Most Premier League wingers, probably worse than most Premier League wingers. I, I can name a whole handful of, of left wingers I would take and trade them off in an instant. Alan St. Maximum, Wilfred Zaha. I don't rate these players very highly, but I'd still take them. I'd trade Callum tomorrow for those players. No issue there. Timo Werner, we saw a little Timo. I, I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway because he hadn't played in four weeks. But he's not a winger. He's god awful with the ball at his feet. So who who else does that leave you? Well, Christian Pulisic, who has actually done something for Chelsea on the left wing. And he's the only one we have on our team that has done that consistently for a consistent run. No other winger we have that plays the left wing has done it for a consistent period of time at a level that is consistent with being a Chelsea player. And the one guy, and it's the one guy who can't get a game over there. So hopefully, now that Ziyech has kind of uh, put the right wing position in, in his pocket, um, that will mean that 
you know, he's nailed on to right wing, so we got to we have to start rotating at the left wing, and maybe Christian gets a few games. I I kind of don't understand it because he's done it in big games and big competitions, but I'm going to digress because, of course, I'm going to get ham. Uh, I'm going to get uh, all the hate because I I'm talking about an American and I'm an American, but it is what it is. Um, if he's there today, he scores in the first half. Guaranteed. He guarantee, I guarantee he's of, of the four or five crosses that Hakim Ziyech made to the back post in the, in the first half. He gets on more than one. Like only Callum got on one. And he's putting one in the back of the net. That's just what he does. He, 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 when, he, when he gets in the box, most, most of the time he's going to score. That's what he does, or he's going to draw a foul, which we could have used in this game too. But we had no nobody really with the foot quick footwork. Um, you could say, you know, Zs can do it, but he doesn't draw many fouls. Mount doesn't draw many fouls. Uh, Lukaku doesn't have quick feet, so he can't draw fouls. Um, so yeah, that's just my take on it, and you know. If you don't like it, well, too bad. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think um, it's it's such a tough one um, with this the way Tuchel want who who Tuchel wants to play. I mean, I'm kind of at the point Tuchel just play who you want. Um, if if it's not my player, it's not my player. Fair enough. Um, I'll criticise the players that are on the pitch, but I'm not going to criticise your choice because I back you. You, you. At the end of the day, you see much more than any of us in terms of in training, on the pitch, outside the pitch, whatever. So you have the best judgment to choose whoever. Um, so I will see at the end of the season who's here, who's not. Um, I, I have clearly said to players I would like to leave um, this summer. Um and that is it. If, it. if it happens, it happens. If one of my favourite players goes, it's fine. Uh, I do expect a couple of them to go in the summer, which is I'm, I'm fine with, I'll deal with, um, as long as Tuchel gets backed, which I don't think he will, but there you go. Um, just as, obviously, we've, we've kind of spoke about nearly all the negatives, except one. We've left it to the end. Um, I've ranted uh, enough. I, I, I think I've ranted enough. I will probably will get into a rant. Um, but I'll let you start. Um, the man himself, Romelu Lukaku. Jester's just let it go. Well, uh, I was on a live stream before this podcast, and he got the first official that I've ever seen for his score. He got the poop emoji. That was his <laughs> score. Okay? Dude scored a poop emoji. I just, you know, when you start looking and say, well, would I rather have Higuain than Lukaku? When, you know, looking at the Higuain's performances, um, Marata, you start, you start racking your brain on, uh, you know, would I rather have that guy back? When you start to make those comparisons, Yo, it's just it's time, bro. You 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 got to either show up or show out. Cause 
time is ticking on you. And, uh, you know, at some point, we might just have to call it uh, a loss and take it. We're not going to get 100 million pounds for that guy. Do you get rid of him even if you can't make the money back? Is he is it is he become so toxic and so unwilling to play? Because at times he doesn't look like he's even trying. No, that, I mean that, 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 there's a photo that I saw on Twitter of him on the floor looking like he's having a nap, and someone commented, "Do you need a blanket, mate?" Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his heat map, and it's just like. Yo, you spent all that time in the box, but you were playing a back three, man. And in the back three, if you're going to just post up in the box, you're going to have two to three defenders around you at all times. And you're not going to be able to do anything from that. There's there's space if you drop a little bit. And I guess the one thing I would have changed at halftime, I would have yanked Roman Lukaku off the pitch. Him and Callum Hudson-Odoi, I'd seen enough in the first half. And I would have brought Kai Haverson to play a false nine and then play Timo on the left, but closer, kind of closer to Kai, because Kai will drop into that half spaces and he will he will build up play like he was doing when he came on. And he will pull at least one of those center backs out from that back three. Because somebody's got to cover him. But we didn't do that, and, you know, Lukaku was like a statue. And the balls were bouncing off of him like he was a statue. I just, you know, and, you know, I tweeted before the, before the match. I wanted them to have a hat trick, you know, Remontada. You know, because if you paid £100 million for a striker, and he's our player for the rest of the season, and he is going to play the majority of the minutes at that position. Let's just understand that. Whether you can say, well, I don't know why Tuchel's doing that or is the board putting pressure. It, for whatever reason, he is going to play the majority minutes at the number nine position for us this year. So everybody better hope that he figures out how to be, at least be a 50 million pound striker, let alone a 100 million pound striker. Mate, just a 10 million pound striker would do at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> I get your point. We've got to get something from him. And I, this whole, well, he's not being paid, played the right position. Is he not being paid, played as a forward? Is he not being played as a striker? Is he being played at left wing back or right wing back? I mean, to point that out, every time someone makes that point, I mean, mate, we paid £100 million for you. You shouldn't have to be played in a certain way. Obviously, there are preferences to what how you're better in. But you should be able to play no matter what we're doing. If you're a hundred million pounds, and that, I'm, I'm not even going to say it's uh, oh the board paid too much. No, that's probably what you've been valued your whole career. But you're not showing that. You're not showing that, and it's it's I I, I it 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 boils it boils my blood when people are saying that now because it, that's not the excuse. We've gone from a back three to now a back four. We've played with two up top, and he still flopped. He still flopped. He still he walks around like he can't be bothered. His body language absolutely stinks. And now I'm not going to be very stereotypical because this is a general stereotype that's used in Belgium. But to, to all Belgian people, people from Antwerp 
are always known for being very arrogant, very ignorant, very, uh, oh, it's all, it's me or no one. It's me or the highway. It's my way or no way. And I'm sorry, but Romelu Lukaku is just a spitting image. Of course, he's from Antwerp. He's a spitting image, image of someone from Antwerp. He's arrogant. He's currently he's being lazy. He's, uh, he's a cancer in the dressing room, as I called him on Twitter. I'm not afraid of saying it. He's a lump of blood at the moment. He's not doing. He, he's he's not moving. There, there, there wasn't really a point where he ran more than five yards today. Um, at times he's taking naps on the pitch. He's doing handshakes with Kevin De Bruyne. Um, and this is after he done a terrible interview and then said, "Oh, I've got to make it up to the fans. I've got to go try hard." Well, mate, if this is trying, if this is you trying hard, I'd like to see. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't like to see what's you not trying hard. Jesus, I, 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 I just can't. I can't support him anymore. I mean, it, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking because that wouldn't be appropriate on a stream, and I'm not that type of person. But my God, Chelsea fans will run this guy at this club. The way the way this guy is going, Chelsea, he will get run out of this club before um, people forgive him. Um, and unfortunately, the board have to take a cut, whatever cut. My kind of prediction, I said this on Sadiq stream, um, just looking at how things are working out. And this is the only way I think Lukaku will go. Obviously, Man United and PSG have both got manager troubles. It's been said that Pochettino will be let go at the end of the season, and it's been said that Man United will likely um, go for Pochettino as their big target. I think Pochettino will move to Man United, and it wouldn't surprise me if PSG went over to Tottenham Hotspur and had a look at Conte. Um, Conte would come in. There's also rumours that now Messi would like to go back to Barcelona on a very reduced pay cut because he's not enjoying life in France. Mbappe is leaving. So PSG need a forward player. Conte comes. Why wouldn't PSG go and bid Lukaku? And that's the only way I think we can get a decent price for Lukaku. And I would take it in a heartbeat. I would take 75 million. I'd take 70 million. Heck, I'd probably take 50 million. It would be a big L for the board, but I think it would be lovely. I'd like to see this board actually take a big L like that in public because they deserve it. Because how you bring in a player for 100 million that is not committed to the club, that is arrogant, that is the way he is, how you look at this player and go, yeah, we're going to spend 100 bags on him. We're going to spend 100 million pounds on you. No, it's absolutely crazy. And this is why when Lukaku's done all this stuff, I just go, I just flip it back and go, well, guess who's the guy that brought them in? Guess who's the guy that looked all, all these different strikers Spent ages looking at scouts and thought, yeah, this guy's the guy we need to spend £100 million. The guy that's not committed to our club, that wants, that didn't even want to leave into Milan, that's the guy you want to spend £100 million on. Good job. Good job, Chelsea board. Good job. Another one of your many failures. Um, um, but, yeah. I'm going to put another scenario to you. Okay, I, I, I already told you that I think that... Uh, if if Erling Holland moves this summer, he's going to Barcelona. Uh, I said he's going to join Messi and Pulisic there. Okay, so let let's see how this would, would work out. And, you, and that's just a kind of a side note because you you talked about Messi not being happy and wanting to go back. 
I I figured this was a one-year thing, and then he's going to retire at Barca. Um, but let's say that uh, Poch does go to United, like we think. I think Harry Kane will go to United. I think Antonio Conte will stay at Tottenham because Zinedine Zidane will take over at PSG. Ronaldo will go to PSG. And then we ship the, the anchor off the Spurs. We send Lukaku to Spurs for 100 million pounds because they'll get that money uh, from United for the transfer of Harry Kane. And then, that, yes, would leave you in the Holland sweepstakes, but that's going to take all summer to happen. So for me, you bring in, uh, you bring back uh, Brogia. You can play Kai Havertz there. Um, if you want to go get uh, a Pali Dabala at center forward, you can go get a Jonathan David at striker, which I know they're looking at. I don't want other than Erling Holland, uh, an expensive striker to come in. Unless you're able to do a, and this wouldn't be expensive, a Werner to uh, Byron for Lewandowski, because I know he's they're looking to move him, or he's looking to move on. I would take Lewandowski for a year or two to get Broja up to speed, because for me, Le- Lewandowski is one of those all-timers that, I think could could score wherever he's playing in his sleep. He's just that good. Um, so that's what I would like to see done. And you can s- kind of see that path if you're paying four D chess like me, with with Poch going, you know, now being talked about going to United, and of course Zidane is being touted as his replacement. So all those things could happen very easily. Um, let's just let's just hope it does. Yeah, I think the Lewandowski would be a a good short-term option. I I mean, I would like to have a more long-term option. I think Jonathan David is someone that I I also said, funny enough, on the Dig stream, um, if we were to sell Lukaku and if for some strange reason we would sell Broja for the peanuts of 25 million, I'd happily bring in Jonathan David for a fairly... I, I don't think he'd be that expensive... I'd play him in a false nine, maybe four at the back, false, false nine formation, have him compete with Havertz, see who's the best. Because I, I think that might be the way to go rather than buying stupid big name strikers that are going to fail. Um, but yeah, the quicker Lukaku gets out the door, the better for me. I think if he, if he, the only way he can um, get it back, get anything back for me is if he start banging in. 20 goals, 20 goals a season or 20 goals a season um, at least and actually be that £100 million striker you're supposed to be, then maybe I, I will never respect him as a player, but you deserve to stay because obviously you're scoring that amount. But I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Um, I'd like to see it happen, but I don't think it will. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to um, speak too much about Lukaku because my blood pressure is probably quite high right now. And I don't want to make it any higher because I respect my health um, and don't want to make it any worse. But we will kind of get on to one more point, um, which is the goal scorer himself, Azpilicueta. Um, Jesters, what did you think of that wonderful goal? 
Yeah, he did it twice, actually. One of them was all sides, but we played Plymouth Argyle, and then our fullbacks scored. Our attacking players, our midfield, did not. I run that back one more time. We were playing Plymouth Argyle. Our fullbacks scored. Our attacking players in midfield did not. Hope that was slow enough for everybody. Make of that as you will, but it was a terrific finish by uh, Aspie. Probably the best game I've seen him play all year. Um, definitely looks better as a fullback than a wingback. Um, but yeah, I mean... Hopefully that doesn't mean his legs are gone for another two or three months like they have been previously. Hopefully it doesn't take two weeks off to get another game like that out, out of him because uh, James is not back yet. He won't be back till after the World Cup or the Club World Cup. So, yeah, I don't see. And, of course, Chalaba came on for him. Um who is going to be the right back backup just so everybody understands that Trevor Chalaba is going to be our right back backup until um yeah until James gets back so he, he you know he was good he had a saucy goal uh, and I thought he ran well you know he he that the whole side with Mount Ziyech and, and Aspie were, were were excellent everybody else couldn't be bothered to have you on the pitch. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a fantastic goal from Aspian. If we're honest, he probably is gone at the end of the um, at the in the summer. But if that's going to be his last ever goal for Chelsea, what a way, what a goal to end uh, your Chelsea career uh, in terms of your last goal with. Um, and he obviously tried to do it again. Unfortunately, he was offside. Um, it's a correct decision, but um, yeah, I, I do agree it's one of his better games. Um, but yeah, I think he he still, he, despite that, I'm going to be I'm still honest with the same things I've been saying. I think it is time for him to go, um, and I think it's good for him to leave on his own terms. Um, but yeah, that is the end of the match review uh, for this uh, game that was quite in well we got through in the end so that's all that matters um we're in the next round and by the way it's going with certain score lines i don't think there's gonna be many premier league teams left um by the time we get to the next round so we'll, we'll see who we actually draw next time um now what we're gonna do we're gonna for the last 15 20 minutes we're gonna quickly review what has been a pretty boring a pretty lackluster uh transfer window um we signed a total of just as how many people did we sign? Uh, I'm gonna let me count, let me get my abacus out. Count on my need, fingers. Might, um, might zero for this. Zero. Oh, zero. Zero. Typical. Yeah. And, and we got. I'm sorry. Actually, to let you know, I'm not actually bothered by that. I really okay. am not because if we say. The bo- you know, we signed Lukaku, was really the only permanent signing. Do you want them making a decision on bringing a player in in the, in the January window? Oh, well, well, when, well, when you pull it like that, 
yeah, I get your point, but at some point we have to move forward and sign people. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the outgoings, we made one outgoing, so we actually did do something. We've done something to make this window at least memorable statistically. Uh, Lewis Baker left on a permanent deal um, to Stoke City. Um, he's actually apparently doing quite well there already, so good luck to him. Uh, Chelsea youth players, ne he's never really made it at Chelsea, but um, obviously played in the FA Cup. Uh, it was his final appearance against Chesterfield. Um, good luck to him. But yeah, Jesters, I mean, this is where kind of, I think it's probably the first time we actually probably disagree on something. Um, I think personally, I get your point of this board have not, if, if they sign people like Lukaku, so obviously you'd be sceptical about every sign they did make. But when you've got Chilwell out, who is out till, I know people say he's back in August, but by the time he gets match fit uh, and back up to sharpness, I don't think you're seeing him properly till towards New Year. Um, so you are having him out for a whole year. James, luckily, it's maybe not as quite as bad as we thought and he'll be back fairly soon. Um, but still, James has been out for a while in a period where we've got big games. When you want to win a league title, I think it's quite despicable that you get absolutely zero replacements in and have to rely on a centre-back playing at left-back. Um, what did you think of the players that we were supposedly linked with, the strategy that we did? Do you think it was the right strategy to go by in this transfer window? Well, let's let's define who we're actually linked with. Um, I don't think we actually had... I think the Dembele thing was all Barcelona trying to cook up somebody to take Bar <laughs> Dembele off their hands. I don't think there was much to it on our end, as explained by ATKs everywhere. <clears throat> Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I, I just don't think that um, he's an answer to any of the questions. Of course, we need a number six, an actual number six, not a regista, uh, which the top target for me is Aurelian Chuamini. I'm going to call him Chewy from now on, just to keep his name short, not, a, not trying to be offensive. But, you know, I, I was a big fan of Chewbacca in Star Wars. So I'm gonna call him Chewy. Unless he call, unless he he, he uh, asks me on Twitter and says, "Please don't call me Chewy," nah, I'm gonna call him Chewy. Um, that's the target there. And whether we bought him in in the uh, January window, he was never coming to play for us. So I'm okay if you bring him in. Only him. I don't want decline rights at this team. He is not the solution to our issue. He is Jorginho with more physicality. I don't know when I've seen him ping a long ball like I've seen Chua many play. And I, I was the, in, the, in the live stream I was just on, there was somebody in the comments going, you act like he's Cesc Fabregas. No, but he does have Cesc Fabregas seal of approval. So if Seth thinks you can pass the football, you might want to start thinking uh, that he could pass the football. <laughs> I, God knows a little something about something. So for me, that's, that's our target there. 
um, left wing back or left back or left fullback position, let's say, without an outgoing in the wintertime there, you were never bringing somebody in because Sar had that run of good games where, you know, he was playing better, not great, but better. Um, and then you have Alonzo there and, of course, Mr. Kennedy. Um, if we're going to go play a back three, you can play him there because it's, he, you know, he's more like uh, somebody who scored for Inter Milan today, even Perisic. He's more of a midfielder than a, a wing back. Um, not to say he's, he's as good as even Perisic, but kind of the same type of, of player. Uh, so for me, that's, uh, I know this is w- really drawn out, but uh, I don't think we're going to, we weren't going to make a, a signing there. And the other signing on the other side, you say for Reese James depth behind him. Well, if you signed a uh, uh, Jules Koundé, Jules Koundé can play center back and right back and even right wing back. So he fits that mold. Do you really want to bring somebody else in? Then you've got this guy that maybe you, you don't really value in, in the team going forward because if you bring a Kunde in, he can be that guy. Um, so I understand why we didn't make any any moves. Uh, we'd like to see seen players go out if we were going to do anything, like a Barkley go. Um, as as much as I know you don't want it even seeing a Ruben go out. Um, just, you know, for the sake of his career, because this is, I mean, cause I think he's going to go this summer. So might as well go now and get get uh, playtime as it is to to resurrect your career. But, uh, yeah, I thought we, we would have done more outgoing than incoming. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, uh, on the Ruben thing, I, I am kind of resigned um, that he will go in the summer. And I do think, I agree with you, I think it is probably now best for his career because he's obviously not going to get the game time, nor the proper, I, I, I don't think he's respected uh, properly in the fan base. Um, it only took one um, fairly poor game for everyone to get on his back. So I, I'd, I'd, more, I'd be more happy for him to go to a, at Everton or someone like that and actually do well and possibly get into the England team and then we can go, oh, look at the player we got rid of and then I can go, well, told you so. But um, there you go um, on that. In terms of the window itself, I, I I agree with you. I think Dembele, I think that was heavily a Barcelona thing. I think in terms of a summer move for Dembele, in terms of one of three, I think Chelsea are looking at that and Chelsea are interested and it would be the typical opportunistic Chelsea move I don't think it's going to solve anything. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring him in purely for the state of his racism issue that he didn't really properly apologise for uh, at all. He's then you get then he has the injury list, which is ten times worse than Pulisic. Um, the fact that I laugh when people say we should get rid of Pulisic because of his injuries and they we should bring in Dembele kind of makes me wonder if you're serious. Uh, and then his general attitude, he's fallen out of Barcelona, he's fallen out of people at Dortmund. What makes you think you want to you want to bring in a player like that? Uh, we've already got one in Lukaku. Um, so I'm happy that that didn't happen, at least. Um, and I didn't think it would happen until a player left uh, in terms of that attacking role. Um, the centre mid thing, 
and kind of the right back thing. I, I'm kind of was on the same wavelength with Gio. I think like Dest was a possible signing, but I didn't know how, obviously if we were going to go into back three, back four, back four, Dest ain't going to be used at all. So maybe that was a good point of not going for him. But if you're going to get Kunde or you're going to get Shuameni in the summer, then why not at least try and bring that player in six months earlier? I mean, specifically on the Kunde deal, you know he's not happy at Sevilla, and you know if you put pressure on Sevilla in January, Kunde could go and force a move again. And yes, the summer at the last minute, it didn't work. But who, if, he, if he did that in January now, halfway through the season, Sevilla may have buckled a little bit. Um, but the point is, these signings should have been made in the summer of last year anyway. Um, and now we're suddenly people expecting these players to come in the summer of this summer. I still don't, I'm still not confident. And the way Shumeni's price has apparently rocketed up, I think that's karma for not getting him in the summer. If that, if them rumours are true, I don't think he's going to go for 80 million, but there, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I, I just look at the, I look at the left back. I didn't see the point of bringing Emerson back um, and to pay four million, five million, six million, whatever it was going to be for our own player to come back and do an average job. I just found that very strange, very pointless, um, especially for a player that, let's be honest, Tuchel hasn't rated. I know people were going, oh, but he's played well. He may be in Tuchel's plans. Well, for my counter to that was if he was in Tuchel's plans, he wouldn't have put an option to buy on his loan. He would have just done a straight out loan and would have seen how he'd done before deciding in the summer what he wanted to do. That option to buy it and the fact that the only times Emerson got game time last season was at centre-back, not at left-back. So that showed how much he rated him um, in terms of a player. So I thought that was a bit of a silly option. Um, the Robin Goshen's one was the one that was like, well, he's moved, he's moved for a good price. Obviously, he's injured, so I understand the terms of the very short term. It doesn't solve our situation. Um, so maybe the left-back, I can kind of understand. You didn't get anyone in. Um, it annoys me that you got left wing-backs for the youth. You sorted that out because that seems to be more your priority at the moment than the actual first team. But there you go. That's just Chelsea. Um, but the what, the part I'm annoyed with is if we're going to a back four, like we are, we've got Melanxar left back, which, yes, he wasn't too great today. But I think, when especially when James is back, he'll do a job at least to the end of the season. I know that's possibly a, low, a bit of lowering standards, but apparently that's where the fan base are at at the moment. Um, our standards are lowered. Uh outside of fighting for a title, which is, uh, I, I, if people are going to roll with that, let's roll with that, that's fine. Um, but if we're going to play a back four, we need a defensive number, a defensive midfielder. There was a reason we went to this back three in the first place. Now, two games where we've played a back four uh, with a three in midfield, we've played Tottenham, and let me say, a really crap Tottenham, and we've played Plymouth. Argyle, a League One side that's just above mid-table. In both of them games, Jorginho has been massively destroyed in the transition. The same problem that we were complaining about under Lampard. Yet, in the summer, you had people saying, oh, it was Lampard that ruined Jorginho in a back four. He could play in Italy. Well, sorry, but Italy's back four is different because international football is 10 times slower than the Premier League. And he's allowed to have all the time in his world. There's no transitions or anything issue with that. 
we cannot play a back four with Jorginho. And we can see that now. Uh, if we're getting caught out by Plymouth and Tottenham, imagine what we're going to be caught out by the likes of Liverpool um, and other teams like that. Um, I don't think this is... I, 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 unless you try and put someone else there, which I don't see anyone else there, maybe the only idea I had was, is there a chance Chalaba might do okay in that defensive midfield role to the end of the season if you want to try it out? But I don't think Jorginho is getting dropped. Um, I think if there was a deal to be done, either the Kunde, the Kunde and Schumann deals, which, to be honest, are summer deals that you're just bringing forward. Um, so if you want to take that out of what we're going to pay for the summer, I'm fine with that. Because if we go on and win trophies because of that, then you're, you're, you're reaping the rewards of it. So I would have at least tried to get them deals done. Maybe they were behind the scenes and they flat out said no. So maybe that's fine, but we, we don't know. Um, and we will never know um, whether they were tried to be done. I just think the way we are now, I, I don't, I definitely don't see us catching City anyway. But I predict that it could be harmful for us in the competitions, um, our competitions that we're in. Um, Justice, what do you think? Do you think there was any chance of getting any of them players in? No, I don't. I don't think any of those players were going to come in the window, in the January window. Um, whether you're doing negotiations now. Of course, for Kunde, uh, I mean, you could have got Kunde in the January window. All you do is pay his release clause. It doesn't matter what what Sevilla wants. If you play his release clause, he's, he's yours, right? And that's sixty. I think it's sixty million pounds, which is for me. Yeah, he's worth sixty million pounds. He he fills two positional needs for you. He's. An up-and-coming player, Tuchel wants him. I would, I would have, you know, if I was to do one move in the winter time, I probably would have just said, you know what, we're gonna have to play his release clause in the summer anyway. Let's pay it, play it now, get him in, and put him at right back. Because him at right back instead of asking for request is a whole different story. Then you've actually got forward type pace out of your right back position. I think he's every every bit as fast as Hakimi, who everybody drooled over. Um, but he can actually play defense. <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, that would probably be the one deal because it was a release clause, and and Sevilla saying you're going to play pay the release clause anyway, whether that's that's lawful or not, I don't know. So I would have put the sixty million pounds down for him because also with him there. If you want to try to play James at DM, you can put Kunde at right back and play with Thiago and and Rudiger. So I mean, you could even play him that he's ha- uh, Reese has played on the left side, um, left back and left wing back before. Um, I, yeah, I still don't want that. I I would still I, I would rather that than what the situation we've got now. To be honest, I I understand that, but for me, if you if you brought in Kunde. What you could look to do is say, okay, well, we can put Reese James at DM. Um, and I would love to see him at DM to get a run of games because he's got the pace, he's got the physicality, he's got the defense. And and him in the center of the pitch where people back off of him and, he, and there you say, okay, go ahead and shoot. You're not going to shoot from here. That dude's got the foot. He's got the skills. He's got the tech who could shoot from 30 yards out and put something mean on target. 
So for me, I would love to see that. And that's, and that's, but that's the only, and I'm stretching here, man. I'm stretching for, for, for any incomings. I guess it would have had to been Kunde. Yeah. I just think I know I, it's, it's going to be one of them things. I know there's other people that are now looking at Kunde, possibly in the summer, um, other teams, other big teams. I know because of that now, we'll probably have to just play the release clause. And if we do, it's going to feel so stupid that we didn't get him 12 months ago or six months ago now. Um, it will be 12 months by then. Um, the, the fact that we've wasted time um, when we could have just done it anyway, um, especially assume any if the price goes up, we wasted that amount of money, whatever extra it is. We could have got him a year before because some idiot thought, oh, we need another year when it was quite clear that he was okay and he's been absolutely fine again this year. Um, he's had he's had no signs showing that he would be poor. Um, he might not he might not he might not do well this year. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's a bit silly. I think I was I I was well you, normally we'd rate a window, but I don't think you can really rate a window that you did nothing in. So we kind of skip that. But I suppose it's at least we didn't uh, get rid of strikers who are 18 months left on our deal for free. Um, at least we didn't do something like that, uh, unlike other uh, North London clubs um, that are in a bit of dire straits uh, and they've left themselves with two strikers that are on six months left on their deals each um, and they've only got three goals this season. Let's just let that sink in because at least we're not the worst uh, club in the window. Um, but yeah, that brings the end to what has been another wonderful pod. Uh, we apologise for the lack of pods in the last few weeks. Uh, it's been a mixture of me having my birthday um, and other. Uh, we're supposed to have a couple of women's shows, but we've struggled to get a few guests on. So we're now trying to f- find out. We'll do a mixture of some guests um, and then mixtures of me just doing uh, quick reviews uh, for the pod. But we're now trying to find out how to do that um, because obviously Skype doesn't allow you to do that. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get that sorted soon and we'll get the women's show up and running properly uh, soon. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you give us a like um, and a rating on both Apple and Spotify now. Um, you can both do that. You can give us a five-star rating if you want, a one-star rating. Tell us how good or how terrible we are. Me and Jesters, we're, we're grown adults. We can take it. Um, Jesters are taking it for long enough. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, make sure you guys download, like, and subscribe. Stay tuned.